And we will not be long this morning. That means we'll probably go till 11 o'clock. Okay, we're going to go to the book of Acts, the 15th chapter. Acts chapter 15. What have we been talking about? We, okay, we've been talking about the story of God, right? Through the dispensations. So, and talking about um, restoring the house of God, right? Why is that important? And that's what we're going to, I'm going to read something to you this morning. And I pray that it, it excites you or, I, I hate that word, but that the anointing of God begins to move in your thoughts when it comes to who we are as the believers of the Father. Because God has ordained you as his body. You are the body of Christ. And the scriptures say so. You are his church. You are his temple. And in you, in Christ Jesus... God is perfecting you to be his son. And as the son of God, in you, both Jew and Gentile, find their rest. In other words, they become one in Christ Jesus. So let me read this to you. So there was a, uh, let me give you a little background in this scripture before I go into it. Because there was a derision. Does anybody know what that word does means? There was a separation. There was an argument. I don't want to use the word argument because that's not right. But there was a separation in the thought in the disciples regarding the Gentile. And that the Gentile needed to be circumcised. Okay? And so the apostles they had a meeting. And in that meeting, they they began to talk about the Word of God, whether or not the Gentile needed to be circumcised. And when they began to listen to the Lord, they found the answer, and the answer is no. The Gentile does not need to be circumcised in the flesh. Why is that? Well, we're going to see why. And I'm going to start with verse 6. And the apostles and elders came together for, in, for to consider this matter. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So Peter was sent to where? To the Gentile. To who? Who did he go to? Cornelius. He went to Cornelius' house. Cornelius was a Roman. He wasn't a Jew. He was a Roman. But he was praying and and giving and uh, uh, giving tithes and and uh, before the Lord, making an offering before the Lord. And in doing so, who shows up in his temple? In, in his mind, the angel of the Lord appeared to Cornelius. And the angel told him, send two of your men to Joppa, where Peter waits for you. 
And at the same time, the Lord puts Peter in a dream. And Peter sees these, this sheet come down out of heaven. And in it were unclean beasts. Remember the dream? Very vivid in the mind. And the Lord told Peter to eat. And what did Peter say? I have never eaten unclean. And what did God say to Peter? What everything I have made is clean. So, in Peter's mind, what caused it to be unclean? Yes. Religion. Knowledge. His knowledge of the Word without knowing Jesus caused his mind to say it was unclean. Three times God appeared to Peter in the dream. Three times God said, take up and eat. And after the third time, the two men from Cornelius were at Peter's door. And that was a journey. It's not like they got in their car and drove for 15 minutes to get there. It was a journey. The Bible says it was a journey. And so Peter was in it for a while. Don't think that this was a, a quick thing in Peter. This was, a, this was a time in Peter. It was the working of the Word of God for a time in Peter. So Peter goes with the two men. And all the while that they are in this journey back to Cornelius' house, God is interpreting the dream for Peter. And in the dream, he saw them as what? Beasts. Right? Unclean beasts, which is men with no understanding. That's what a beast is. It's a man in no understanding. All the while, in the journey... God begins to show him that all men through Christ Jesus can be saved. So Peter gets to Cornelius' house, enters into Cornelius' house, opens up his mouth. Who came out of it? Peter or Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ by the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of the Lord. By the Holy Ghost. The word of the Lord by the Holy Ghost left Peter's mouth. And Peter said, of a truth, of a truth, God is no respecter of persons. Wow. And immediately, what happened to the Gentile? Do you remember the story? They received the Holy Ghost as a witness that it was true. What Peter said was true, and they received the Holy Ghost. And then they were baptized. Awesome. So the foundation of the house of God was being laid in the Gentile. And Peter had witness in it. Now Peter's standing up and saying, by the word of my mouth, it's awesome. God made choice among us that the Gentile by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. 
and God, which knows the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. So is God a respecter of persons? No. How about, how about in living fellowship? Is God a respecter of persons? Does God give an elder more than he gives you? The answer is no. The answer is no. And put no difference between them and us, purifying their hearts by what? By faith. By faith. What is faith? What is it? The evidence of what? Things not seen. Now therefore, why tempt God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? So, now what are they calling the Gentiles? Disciples. Now they're the same. They're disciples. Disciples of who? Jesus Christ. So listen. Do the elders want to put a yoke on you? God forbid. No. Why does it become a yoke? Why? Why does it become a yoke of bondage, Connie? Why would it become a yoke upon you? Be an unbelief. You're not letting faith work. You're trying to work it yourself. Make sense to you? If we, uh, if we believe God, can we enter into His rest? And in His rest, is faith working? Amen. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. Then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Saul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. So then Paul and Barnabas are raised up and sent to the Gentile, right? And when they go, all of a sudden, they're able to perform the, the wonderful works of God in the Gentile. I want to declare to you today that what God is giving unto you in the revelation of Jesus Christ, as Christ performed the works of God, Will you be able to perform the works of God when you believe? Did Jesus open the eyes of the blind? Yes or no? You can answer yes unanimously. Let me go to Luke. This is so awesome. And Jesus came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the, on the Sabbath day. So he's in this... Now he's in the day of rest, right? And stood up for to read. So Jesus is going to read from the word of God. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, now did Jesus know where to open the book? <laughs> so he knew where to open it, didn't he? Okay. He found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So, Jesus preached the gospel 
to the poor, the poor in heart. Is that you? Yes. So is Jesus anointing you to preach the gospel to the poor? He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. That's why we pray. That's why we pray for our brother and our sister and their children in Arizona. Because Jesus has given us the power to heal. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. What's this year? This is the year of the Spirit. This is the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, I'm going to go back to Acts. So, Barnabas and, 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 and Saul were in the anointing of Jesus Christ. Were they, could they perform the same works? Yes. And so now they are testifying and it's amazing to me that God always has two witnesses. Because in our testimony, we're never testimony as, testifying as one. God always confirms His works by the mouth of two or three witnesses. And it says it in the Bible. Amen? And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Simon has declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And to this agree the words of the prophet, prophets as it is written. Now listen to this. This is where I started a month ago. The prophets are in you. The prophets are speaking. They are speaking about the revelation of Jesus Christ and what has been ordained in the Word of God for you to believe. And to this agree the words of the prophet, as it is written, After this I will return, and I will build again the tabernacle of David which has fallen down, and I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up. Who's he, who, is he prophet, who are they prophesying of? Jesus. It's not about a house made with hands. It's about a house made not with hands who rules in heaven forevermore. Did even David, when he received the prophecy of Jesus Christ, didn't he know in his heart that God would not leave his soul in hell, neither would his Holy One see corruption? Didn't David speak that? He did. And Peter spoke it again on the day of Pentecost. So that in the giving of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost agrees with the Word of God. Always. Always. Now listen. That the residue or remnant of men might seek after the Lord and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doeth all these things. 
known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. So who knows all the works from the beginning of the world? God. God knows them. Wherefore, my sentence is that we trouble them not, which from among the Gentiles are turned to God. Amen. Isn't that the grace that was given to you? Let me turn to John 17. That we trouble them not. Listen to this. Let not your heart be troubled. <laughs> what did they just say to the, to the Gentile? Why should we put trouble upon them? Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Now, when my, when my, when my son Nate was, was dying, the elders were so awesome because they, they said, Dave, put him in prophecy. And I'm, I wasn't sure what they meant. Now I know. And so I did. Now listen. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you. Now he's testifying of who? Himself. And if Christ is in you, He's in you of the works of God. It was God's love for you that brought Jesus down from heaven so that your temple could be restored, repaired, sin taken out of it, swept clean for the purpose of the work of the Holy Ghost. And receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know. And the way, you know. Then he goes on to say, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes unto the Father but by me. He ordained it for you. It's awesome. Now, I'm going to come over to John 17. These words spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy Son, that your Son also may glorify you. And as you have given him power over all flesh. Did you hear that? What does Jesus have power over, John? Every thought, whether it be Jew or Gentile, whether it be for God or against God, whether it be good or whether it be evil. The Son of God, whom we call Jesus Christ, has power over it all. How else could he heal 
you wouldn't be able to. The only way you can heal it is if you know it. As thou have given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is life eternal. (laughs) Don't you love the word of God? He's going to tell you what eternal life is. And this is life eternal, that they might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So what's life eternal? To know Jesus Christ. That's life eternal. So if I have eternal life, who do I know, Frankie? I know Jesus. That's, I have eternal life, John. And if I have eternal life and I know Jesus, then what name do I declare? I, name, I, pro, I declare the name of Jesus. It's the only name that I can declare. Then he goes on to say this. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you gave me to do. What did he say? He has finished it. It's amazing. In the gospel of Jesus Christ, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, was the temple cleansed? Yes. The temple was cleansed. What happened to the veil that hung over the hung before the holiest of holies? It was rent too. Temples cleansed. Curtains rent. Who passed through it? Jesus did. Our high priest. And he finished all things by the power of his word. Finished it all. So what are you going to do? <laughs> huh? You're going to follow Jesus. So if I keep the sayings of Jesus, am I following Jesus? So if Jesus passed through the veil, what are you going to do? I'm going to pass through the veil. If Jesus entered into, the, into heaven and the Father set him on his throne, and Jesus, if you pass and follow Jesus, where's Jesus going to set you? On the throne. The Bible says it in Revelation, the third chapter. That's where you're going to be. You are going to rule over heaven and earth as a Christ. Because God has anointed it in the word of God. And he confirmed it with an oath. The promise is that you will be there. The oath is that God has swore that it will be so. And what God has said, God will do. Do we believe it or not? That's the believing. Well, I just don't feel like I'm worthy of heaven. I don't feel like I'm worthy of sitting on the throne of God. Believe me, God has said, And what God has said, it is true. Can you give me an amen? I hope so. And I'm skipping way over now. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Let me ask you. Did the apostles have the word of God? Yes or no? Yes. 
Do you have the Word of God? The answer is yes. You have been given the Word of God. That they may be one. So if you have the Word of God, what's it doing? Making us one. We have, it's all the same Word. We're, we have been enjoined to Christ. Thus, His body. That they may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in thee. That they also may be one in us. That Now listen, this is the testimony that God's bringing forth in His church. That the world may believe that you have sent me. Wow. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. That they may be one. What was the glory? That we just read? What was the glory? That Jesus did what? He finished the work. That was the glory. Right? So what are you going to do? Finish the work. Enter into the rest of God. And the glory which you gave me, I've given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I and them, and you and me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have loved me, that you have sent me, and have loved them as you have loved me. So, does God love Jesus more than he loves you? <laughs> Why? Why is it the same? Because it's Christ in you. That's why he declared in prophecy that you are who? You are a son. Wow. And I'm going to finish these last three verses and be done. Father, I will that they also whom you have given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you love me before the foundation of the world. So where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? On the throne of the Father, right? And what did he say? That he, Where does he want you to be? With him. With him. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. Thank goodness, huh? And these have known that you sent me. Oh, man. Why are you a disciple? Why? Because you know that God the Father sent Jesus Christ his Son. And I have declared unto them your name. What's his name? Jesus. Hear me. It's Jesus. And we'll declare it. That the love wherewith you have loved me may be in them. And I in them. Wow. That's powerful stuff. And I'm... I'm guaranteeing you, because God said it, that if we will walk in the Word of God, we will walk in the Spirit, and we shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And all the things that Jesus did by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, what will we do? We will do the same. God has said. Are you ready for that, Frankie? Amen, Frankie. Praise the Lord. I believe that. I believe every word 
that has been spoken this morning in agreement with the Father that what God has said, He will do. Amen. God bless you today. I pray that you all will make this the year of the Spirit. And you will walk in the Word of God. You will walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you today.